0: Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. To find out more, point your browser to www.princubator.com or look us up at Annika Jackson PR. Welcome to another episode of Your Brand Amplified. I'm your host, Annika Jackson, and I'm so thrilled to be here with Tim Fitzpatrick from Yalto Marketing. Welcome, Tim.
1: Annika, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat today.
0: Awesome. I love talking to other marketers and finding out, first of all, your story, You know how you got into marketing, what your career path has been, and then getting your golden nuggets. Uh, as you say, and as you said in some of your words to me before, most people overcomplicate marketing. And so I'm really excited to dive in and talk through this stuff with you. But first, please tell us more about who you are.
1: Absolutely. So I'll uh, I'll try to make a, a longer story short. <laughs> uh, I So I, in college, I was a math major. I had no idea what the hell I wanted to do, but I was <laughs> great at math and figured whatever I do, math is involved in all kinds of things. So Mm -hmm. it'll serve me well. Uh, And it has, but when I graduated, I ended up getting involved uh, in a wholesale distribution company. So my dad had been an entrepreneur. He was a manufacturer's rep for a long time. And a couple of years before I graduated, he started a wholesale distribution company that was related to his rep company. Um, He was in consumer electronics, sold home theater equipment. Um, and when I graduated, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. My dad had no full-time employees in the distribution company at that point. It was being serviced through employees from the rep company and I knew he needed help. And so I said, Hey dad, let me, let me work for you for the summer, help you out. Uh, it'll give me some time to kind of figure out what I want to do, land on my feet um, and he said, yeah, absolutely. I think great idea. Awesome. So I started working for him. I was the first full-time employee in the distribution company. I was shipping. I was receiving. I was doing sales. Everything. I was paying bills. <laughs> yeah, I was doing everything. You know, I was like a, a yeah, the, I was switching all kinds of hats. And after three months, I was hooked. I like, I loved the product, wow. what we were selling. I was soaking information up like a sponge. And I came to him and I said, look, I love this. I really, I want to keep doing this. Um, Are you open to me just continuing down this path? And he said, yeah, absolutely. And so that's how my professional journey started. Um, My relationship working with my dad, I worked with him for 12, 13 years. It was an amazing experience. Uh, It worked really well because he gave me autonomy. He trusted me. I ran the distribution company on a day-to-day basis. I worked with him strategically on direction. But, you know, we grew an average of 60% a year. A lot of that was, he had some very strong relationships because he had been in mm-hmm. the business for a long time. And so we, we, some very good opportunities came our way and we did a great job of taking advantage of those opportunities. But when you grow 60% a year, um, <laughs> you, man, if you've ever been in an environment like that, it is wild. It is crazy. And no matter how much planning you do, you still, you can't anticipate certain yeah. things. And so I uh, It was an on-the-job MBA. I learned Absolutely. so much doing that. And we, in 2005, we sold the company. I worked for the company that bought us for another three years. And then I transferred with them to, I was in Northern California at the time. Okay. And I transferred with the company um, after my contract was up to the Denver metro area. And I worked with the company for another year. We all know what happened. This was in 2008, 2009. Mm. We all know what happened. We got bought by a public company and they started freaking out. And so at that point in time, they closed like 30% of the branch locations that we had. And I ended up getting getting laid off from the company wow. that bought us, So oh my gosh. Uh, which is not as uncommon as people might think. So at that point, I was like, gosh, this is all I know from a pre- professional standpoint. What am I going to do? I had always been interested in real estate. And so I said, look, I'm just going to go down this path and learn real estate. I want to invest in it. Uh, being, a, being a real estate agent may be a great way to learn mm. the business. So that's what I did. And this was, again, in this was in 2010, early 2010. So that market was in shambles, but there are opportunities in every mm-hmm. market. And so I started door knocking on houses that were in foreclosure, and I started doing short sale business, wow. selling houses, working with the bank, to get them to approve the sale for less than what it was worth. I did not like that business. (laughs) I did it for three years. It was not my thing. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's okay. But man, well, one thing I took from that experience, I put myself outside of my comfort zone every Mm -hmm. darn day. And what I realized was the more I put myself outside of my comfort zone, the larger it became and things that used to terrify me. I didn't even think about at that point. And so I learned a lot from that experience, but I just did not enjoy it. And I started waking up, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I have to do this all over oh, again." You never and want to feel
0: like that. No, <laughs>
1: especially when it's your own business. Right? Yeah. When it's your own business, you can't be doing that. So I took a step back, and I was like, "What am I going to do?" You know, I looked at what I loved about being in distribution because when I was doing that, I didn't feel like I worked a day in my life. Wow. And so I looked at that, where my skill sets were, and that's when I shifted and got involved in marketing. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly had that has not been a straight path either. you know I've made shifts along the way, but um, that's still what I'm doing today is is marketing and and we're helping people with the with the fundamentals. So I, yeah. I kind of made that story long, didn't
0: I? No, it's okay. <laughs> I, it's fascinating because I think something that really resonated with me is the entrepreneur journey. Um, yes. and you have to be willing to wear every single hat, whether you like them or not. Yeah. And uh, the fact that you are were a math major, I'm sure was very helpful. Me, not really loving math, that's been like the part that I've hated about being an entrepreneur is like, uh, which states, what taxes do I have to deal with? roll in different states and do, because everybody has the right workers' cost, like those administrative things. But I did do them early in my career when I worked for actually a publishing company and I knew I was going to move into the marketing department, but I did everything that they needed done. If they needed somebody to help in accounting, I was like, sure, I'll learn how to do that. I will help subscription, circulation. And so I think that's one thing I'm really picking up from what you're saying is you have to step outside of your comfort zone and you have to be willing to learn and to do any job um, if you're going to go on this journey of being an entrepreneur, right?
1: Yeah. Um, Success does not lie within our comfort zones. It is outside our comfort zone.
0: Oh, and that's scary to hear. And it's something I think though, a lot of um, people need to hear. Yeah. Because a lot of people think, "Oh, I'm just going to start this business. It's going to be so easy. Funding's going to come in right away. <laughs> I don't need, really need it. I'm just going to build a website, and people will just find me, right?" Yeah. So, and and so that's one of the things that, um, again, you said you teach fundamentals of marketing, and you teach people kind of like you're disseminating the myths
1: of yes. marketing,
0: right, in the work yeah. that you're doing.
1: Yeah. There's so many. Gosh, when I was in distribution. Um, websites were, this was in the, you know, mid nineties. I mean, websites were like informational (laughs) brochures at that point. Exactly. So marketing at that point was drastically different than what it is today. Um, there are so many different channels now and so many tactics within those channels. That's what's different. What's not different are the fundamentals. The Mm -hmm. fundamentals are immutable in any discipline. They do not change. But what I find is there's so many people that are just battling information overload when it comes to marketing nowadays. And as a result, they're just not sure what that next step needs to be for them to get where they want to go. And so we, you know, we help primarily B2B service-based businesses create, implement, and manage a marketing plan to get the right message in front of the right people. Um, That's what marketing is all about. Um, The tactics don't Matter. The tactics can work for anybody, but the fundamentals are the fuel that you put behind the tactics. And if you don't have those fundamentals in place, you're driving a car with with no gas, with very little gas. You know, you can still, people still have success when they skip the fundamentals, but they inevitably reach a, a ceiling that they can't break through. And yeah. when we can go back to the fundamentals and put those things in place that they've missed all of a sudden things that didn't work start working. And that's where we help.
0: Absolutely. I think there are a couple of things that that makes me think of right away. One is a lot of people don't realize that marketing has to be part of your strategy from the beginning of any business that you build. Yes. Um, If you leave it to the last minute, or you just, again, if you rest on your laurels, and then later on, you go, Oh, wait, I don't have a marketing plan. I don't know who my ideal audience is. I'm just throwing spaghetti at the wall. (laughs) Yes. Um, Right. And then the second thing is because my background before I got into PR was marketing. I am in so alignment with you. If somebody comes to me as a PR client, but they don't have the fundamentals down of knowing who their audience is, knowing their messaging, all of those things, I don't feel like I can service them as well. And if they're not willing to go outside of their comfort zone, right. And put themselves out there. So when somebody comes to you, are they usually in like the beginning stages or do you get people at all stages of their business journey?
1: We get people at all stages, but our ideal clients have been in business for a while, Mm -hmm. three to five years. They've had some success. They're typically approaching that million dollar mark or more. um, And they just but they've hit a ceiling and they're not sure Mm -hmm. what they need to do. Um, They don't have somebody that is owning their marketing plan and driving mm-hmm. it forward and they need that. And, yeah. and so, so, cause we found, we found that there is a gap, right? There's in that it depends on what business you're in and how profitable you are. It's really more, um, from a, a employee standpoint, right? They're investing in marketing. The owner may be managing either a mark mm-hmm. an internal marketing person, or they're managing external marketing providers and that's not their thing. They don't understand how they should be managing those people, what they should be doing. And because of that, even if they have a plan, it's not, they can't manage it strategically and things get disjointed. They, you know, the marketing providers they're working with, they're giving statistics, but their statistics that don't mean a damn thing. Mm-hmm. And they don't know how to interpret all of it. And they need that higher level strategic marketing manager, but they don't need somebody full time. Yeah. And so that's where we can come into play and help them get the fundamentals in place and then manage their plan, report the results from mm-hmm. a strategic perspective, and optimize that plan on an ongoing basis until they reach that point where it makes sense to have, you know, a, a VP of marketing or a mm-hmm. chief marketing officer. but that's a long time. I mean, that's a that's a high six figure position. So right. if you don't need it, uh, you really shouldn't be hiring for it.
0: Yeah, that, that's another good point. <laughs> um, so you almost act as like a fractional CMO in some ways.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes. And, but I don't put it that way yeah. uh, because most people are used to fractional CMO work as hourly. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to pay you five grand a month and I'm going to get this many hours. mm mm-hmm. I want to be paid for the value that we are providing, not the amount of time that we are putting into it. And also I am involved in that, but I'm not the only one that's doing work. So I don't want them to think that they are getting hundred percent of my time because they don't need hundred percent of my time, frankly. Um, They don't need my time to put the numbers together, right? I have people that can put those numbers together, give them to me in a way that then I can look at them quickly, efficiently, and make adjustments to the plan. So Um, it's very similar to that, but I don't position it that way because I don't want to be positioned that way.
0: Well, and I think that makes sense. And I think it's important for our audience to also understand if you're looking for marketing and PR support, it's not hourly, right? It's fully based on our skill sets. We bring, as you said, we bring teams to the table, Yes, but it's also a whole bunch of other people working on the project. And the value is in our skill set and our abilities and our tools that we use to interpret yes. the data and to provide the best service. Um, right, A lot of people try to sit nickel and dime and say, okay, how much is it per hour and try to get you to the lowest price. And it's like, that's not really what you're paying for. That doesn't even cover all of the different things that we've had to put into learning. I mean, even you don't have a formal marketing degree, but you've spent over 20 years, yeah. you know, learning marketing through the job.
1: You know, the way I look at it is, there our ideal clients are already investing in marketing. You know, so you're spending whatever, four, five, six or more grand mm-hmm. a month, but you have nobody that's taking ownership of that. Right. You're not getting the results that you should. Exactly. What's why would you not want to pay us two, three, five grand a month to look out for that investment? Make sure that you're getting the return. It's going to pay for itself. Right. Uh, right now, you're just throwing the money out there, hoping exactly. that something's going to work. And that's not any way to invest in your business.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when somebody does come to you, you do an evaluation. You kind of take them back to the business basics of looking yeah. at
1: So So um, here's the way we look at it. So first, you you have to identify where you're at and where you're starting from. We can't put a plan together to determine what you need to do to get Mm -hmm. to where you want to go until you have a baseline. It's just like my GPS, (laughs) right? Can't tell me how to get to the airport until I tell it I'm starting from Highlands Ranch, Colorado, right? Or wherever I'm starting from. Um, So we start there. Then we focus on the fundamentals. If you don't know your target market and you don't have a message that grabs the attention and the interest of those ideal clients within that market, you have to have those things in place. Then we can put a plan together. And when we look at plans, we look at planning in 90-day sprints. Mm-hmm. Things are moving too quickly. It's a waste of time to create some one-year plan. It's overcomplicating it. Keep it simple and nimble. So we plan in 90 days. Then from there, we implement. And we don't actually implement. We manage the implementers. Mm-hmm. And then there's just ongoing management of your plan and optimization. So you're, you're basically it's wash, rinse, repeat. You're never done. You're always (laughs) going through this cycle, but it's just, obviously once you've done it the first time going through each step becomes faster and faster and more efficient, but you're never done. Marketing is not something you just learn. You just, you have to do it day in day out. And yes, there are things That there are things we know have worked time and time again, but things are changing. Everybody's different is different. Everybody's business is different. How much money they have to invest and the resources they have are different. So the things we put in one person's plan may be totally different, even if they're in the exact same business. Absolutely. So we, a lot of marketing is very prescriptive, and people, especially implementers, put people into a box. Mm. And I just don't think that is the best way to drive marketing from a strategic perspective. So the way I like to put it is, look, we're on your side. I don't care what tactic you use because that's not how I get paid. I want you to use the tactics that make the most sense for you that you're going to get the best return on. Mm -hmm. Because look, there's people that that use two or three tactics and they have an incredibly successful business. You don't have to be everywhere. Exactly. You just have to be the places where your clients are and the places that work well for you, that resonate with you. You know, we're talking on a podcast. Yeah, man, if you don't like being on video or like talking, well, that's not going to work for you. And so, if I put that in your plan, I'm not doing you a service.
0: Right, exactly. There's
1: other ways that we can take advantage of that. So, Wonderful. that's how I look at it.
0: So, do you have any inspirational uh, case studies that you'd like to share with us?
1: Um, you know what? I, here's here's what I'll tell you. I would prefer to give your clients actionable tips. If that's I love okay. it, yeah. So one of the first Target market is where everything starts from a marketing standpoint. If you do not have that in place, uh, you're, how do you create a message to engage somebody that you have no idea who you're trying to engage? The easiest place to start with your target market, if you're an existing business, is to ask yourself three questions. Look at your current and past customers. Ask yourself, who do, I, who do we love working with? Who are our most profitable customers? And who do we get great results for? If you ask yourself those three questions, you end up with a subgroup that you loved working with. Why do we want to work with people we don't enjoy working with? (laughs) They're profitable. If we're going to stay in business and do great work for our customers, they have to be profitable. There's nothing wrong with making money. And we get great results for them. If we get great results for the people we work with each and every time, what are they going to do? They're going to stay with us. They're going to want to work with us even longer, they're going to want to refer us. They're going to want to do more business with us. Exactly. It is that group that you start to look for and hone in on your ideal clients. And the way you do that is then now you dig deeper and you start to look at the demographics. Mm -hmm. What are the numbers around the people that are in there? The psychographics, how are they feeling? What are the goals they have? The common aspirations the roadblocks, problems that they have, the results they're looking for, and then their behaviors, like how do they buy, do they, you know, are they, are do they have certain hobbies, you know, all of those elements. And when you do that, inevitably, some commonalities start coming to the surface. Mm -hmm. And it's those commonalities, those commonality groups, those tend to be your ideal clients. You should not have more than three, And I was going to say,
0: yeah, you can have multiple customer personas um, and it could be even as a B2B, I'm thinking of a particular um, new client that I have. It's the same product, but it can be applied across different industries. So our whole thing is, okay, who are we honing in first with your messaging to make sure that messaging is really tight for that particular industry? What, you know, on the PR side, who are we going to go after? What? publications with journalists to get that. But first we have to go back to, okay, who are the, who's the first persona? Like you said, who's the ideal client. Um, And then what is that message to them? And then how do we translate that into a PR message to get out to the press in those publications that will reach your ideal client? So that's how we kind of take what you're doing and translate it into the PR side.
1: Yep, absolutely. And if, I'm a client and I come to you and I have that stuff. I am arming you. Oh my gosh. To do so, what yes. you need to do and get much better results. Absolutely. And you know, it's once you've understand who those ideal clients are, uh, one, there's a, what the first common roadblock people have is, well, if I hone in, then I'm going to lose business. Mm-hmm. And that's absolute, that the exact opposite is what exactly. happens. Um, but I'm also, when I say focus on one to three, I'm not saying those are the only people you're going to do business with. I'm just saying those are the only people you are going to direct your marketing efforts towards because mm-hmm. unless you have an a unlimited budget, yeah. <laughs> you cannot target broadly. So we have to narrow that down. But the other thing people don't realize is once I know who those one to three ideal clients are, now I can create a list of where they are. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my mentors said success starts with a list. Well, when Mm -hmm. you know who your ideal clients are, you can create that list of where they congregate. Where are they online? Where are they offline? And now you have a list of all the places you can be from a marketing standpoint to get your message in front of the right people. Right, you're going to fish where the fish are rather than just casting a line out going, "I hope I get something."
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
1: (laughs) it, it makes marketing so much easier when you do that because now you know. the the places you can be to get that message in front of them.
0: Well, I love how you've taken all of your experience uh, and really put it into this passion that you have to help other companies have the success that you've been able to find in your businesses, whether it was a business that distribution that you were really passionate about or real estate, which uh, you you dove into and were successful at, but decided it wasn't for you. So what is next uh, for you in Realto Marketing?
1: Gosh, you know, it's just, it's a little more of the same, um, you know, keep building our team, helping more clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hired, I mean, at the beginning of the year, oh, wow. um, a business development specialist, who's going to be doing some, some outreach for us. We want to bring on more monthly management clients. Um, and that's what she's going to be helping us do. You know, a lot of our work, as I mentioned, has been on the strategy side, helping your target market, your message and your plan in place. And we've identified this gap where once we've done that, um, things don't work as well as they should if they don't have somebody that's taking ownership of the plan. And a lot of them either don't have the time or the capabilities to do that. And so we've started to offer monthly management and, you know, we've got a, a decent base of those clients. We just, want, we just want to continue to build that base.
0: Yeah. And I think people don't realize how important that really is. Um, I mean, I have clients now who are so busy doing so many different things that they can't focus. And then yeah. when we get to the point where we're, you know, we're sitting waiting for them to approve something. But then we still need them <laughs> not just to approve something, but then to also be involved in the process and to yeah. then approve the budgets or approve the specifics. Um, and so your point is so well taken. It's something I see every day, even in clients who realize they need marketing, who realize they need PR, Yeah, they still aren't always ready, right? Yeah. They're they're still not always organized. Um, so that service is so important. Now, do you work with clients outside of, um, you're in the kind of Denver, Colorado area? Do you work oh, with, yeah, like, they're all over. All over. Yeah. yeah,
1: they're all over the US. All of our clients are in the US, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it. Anymore, it doesn't matter where the heck they are. We just, you know. Uh, Which is I, part of the
0: changing world also. It's yes, it thing. is. Somebody has to <laughs> realize when they're looking at their marketing plans.
1: Yeah. That awesome. yeah, it doesn't matter. And I, you know, I was working remote before the pandemic. So all it's done is made made Zoom meetings much more widely acceptable.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think nowadays I say, okay, do you want Zoom, Microsoft Teams, Google Hangout? Yeah, old-fashioned you know, phone call. <laughs> uh, things, like you said, things continuously change. Um, so yep. it's really important for people to always be looking at the trends and thinking about how those trends fit into their audience, their customers, and where they need to be with their marketing dollars. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you taking time with me today, and I wanted to know how would our audience find you, find out more about your work, um, and follow you to get more tips and tricks on social media.
1: The best place to go is our website, which is RialtoMarketing.com. So that's R-I-A-L-T-O-Marketing.com. If your audience wants some more information on the fundamentals that we started to dig into today mm-hmm. a little bit, um, I put a we put a landing page together for your audience. So if okay. they go to RialtoMarketing.com forward slash your dash brand dash amplified, mm-hmm. there's free resources right there. Fantastic. And If they've got questions, they can click on the get a free consult button. Um, But all our social links are on our website. We produce a ton of content, podcast. Um, If you want to connect with me personally, best place is LinkedIn. And my LinkedIn profile is linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Tim P as in Paul Fitzpatrick.
0: Great. And I'll make sure that these are captured in the show notes as well um, so that people can have easy access to you and to awesome. that landing page. Thank you. That's such a great resource. And it's it's the new year. It's a great time for people to revisit their marketing plans and, and look at things with fresh eyes and get yep. some expert help. So, uh, Tim, one last question. I usually like to ask people what their favorite quote is. Um, yes. N- not everybody has an answer, but I'd love to see if you have something that particularly resonates with you.
1: Yeah. So I do. It's, and this is from, uh, Christopher Robbins said this to Winnie the Pooh. Okay. (laughs) And he said, you're braver than you believe stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. So as entrepreneurs, uh, I don't care how strong you are mentally and physically, you will, you will hit a point where you have a monkey on your back and you're questioning it, you know, or you get imposter syndrome, whatever. We always, we will always hit that point at one at one time or another. Mm -hmm. And that quote has always helped me take a step back, look at it objectively and push forward.
0: I love it. I love inspirational quotes and quotes that just remind us who we are and the power that we actually have. So thank you for that. Is there anything else you would like to leave with our audience today?
1: Don't skip the fundamentals. (laughs) I don't care if you work, don't work with me. That's totally fine but do not skip the fundamentals. If you skip them, you will waste time and you will waste money. I guarantee it. You will have to come back to them at some point on your journey. 100%.
0: Well, Tim, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Happy New Year. I hope that you and your family stay safe and healthy uh, in this crazy pandemic time that we're still experiencing. And audience, really appreciate you coming back for another week of Your Brand Amplified. And Thanks, and- You're welcome. Um, and I'll be back again next week. Want more tips and tricks? Check us out online at www.annikapr.com, on social media at Annika Jackson PR, or join our three-month PR Incubator Bootcamp for small businesses via www.princubator.com.